At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up about 15 minutes or so, we'll be joined by Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, as we'll get back into the baseball conversation, talk about all the futures bets that he has placed See what he thinks about a couple of my long shots. I wanted to get into the uh, final four now as uh, we've been talking about this all week long. And I've been going back and forth, dealing with all every, every expert that I know, hearing the stories and the takes from everyone. And I think I'm pretty set in how I think this is going to play out. Obviously, the Justin Moore injury. And full disclosure before we start. I have Villanova as my national champion. I got him at 25 to 1. I'm not hedging. Just not. I'm not betting Kansas. I'm not hedging off of it. Uh, I'm taking a shot. Now, if Villanova wins this game, gets to the national championship game, then I'll take an opportunity and guarantee myself some money. Uh, you know, knowing that I got the 25 to 1 on Nova to win the title, and, you know, I'll bet Duke or North Carolina or whatever, whatever the spread comes out to be, I'll, I'll figure it out. But in this game, yes, Villanova is going to be without Justin Moore, and that affects them greatly. Jay Wright, though, is the best coach now left in this Final Four, and that's with all due respect to Coach K. With a week now to prepare for this game, he will have a game plan in place. They will know how to fill the void left by Justin Moore. It's not like this is losing a guy in the Sweet 16 and then having to play the Elite 8 game just a day uh, with a day break in between. No. He's had a week now to work this out and to plan this out. And so whether it's Chris Archidiakono sliding into the starting lineup, whether it's Brian Antoine, who was a very talented recruit, to come in there and now play big-time minutes. Caleb Daniels as well. Like, Nova, yes, we know the rotations are only six deep. I get that. But that also means that some of these guys that haven't gotten run are all fresh. 
And if it is a guy like Antoine or Arsha Diakono, maybe they provide a spark that Villanova needs. Maybe they show something that Kansas hasn't seen on game film. And usually, when a player goes down, when a star player goes down, for at least the one game, the first game, the players rally. The team rallies. And maybe this is where Villanova rallies. And they might fall short if they win this game and then lose in the national championship. But I think you have a veteran Laden team led by a fifth-year guard in Colin Gillespie who is as smart as any team in college basketball. They don't make mistakes. They're the best free-throw shooting team of all time in college basketball. And with their very slow and methodical pace, I truly believe that they're going to be alive in this game and have a good chance to win it. Defensively, in this NCAA tournament, they allowed 60 points in a blowout win over Delaware. They allowed 61 points to Ohio State. They held Michigan to 55 points and Houston to 44 points. They will keep this thing slow, and they will grind out the possessions, and they will not allow Kansas to get out and run. Kansas, meanwhile, they have started out slowly in this NCAA tournament. In the first half against Miami, held to just 29 points. In the first half against Providence, held to just 26 points. And against Texas Southern was a blowout, but that's, come on, you're playing against the 16 seed. But against Creighton, a high-scoring first half, 39 points. But in the last two games, very low scoring. And that Providence game, Think about that. Think about the the comparison here. Providence and Villanova played each other very, very closely this season. Villanova won both of the games, but Providence in that conference wound up winning the Big East regular season. Providence held Kansas to just 26 points in the first half. They go on to lose by just five, 66 to 61. And at one point, had themselves a lead in the second half. Now, taking a look at Villanova, who is similar to Providence, but better than Providence. I just feel like that's the way this game's going to play out. It's going to be very close. I don't think Kansas is going to pull away. I like taking Villanova at four and a half or five, if you can find a five out there. I really like Villanova in the first half. The total is 133. I like the under for the game. The under for the first half is 61 and a half. It's so low, 
I do. That was my initial lean is Nova first half and under first half. 61 is such a low number, but I do think we could see a 29-27 first half. And I actually think that maybe a Villanova money line first half could be an interesting bet, but just a two-point spread. Take the two points, right, with Villanova in the first half. And then the second half, maybe Kansas pulls away. But the depth issues that everyone's concerned about when it comes to this Villanova team, that won't show in the first half. In the second half, it might come back to bite them. But in the first half, these players will be fresh, they'll be ready, and they might just have, Jay Wright just might have the same five guys play the entire first half. As for the nightcap, Duke, North Carolina. What more can you say? It is a storybook ending for Coach K. And how fitting that in his final season, he gets an opportunity here to correct what would have left the most sour taste in his mouth, I think, for the rest of his life. And that is that final game at Cameron Indoor when North Carolina came from behind and ran Duke out of the gym. That loss stung Coach K so much that, it listen, the ticket price was through the roof. It was all about him. They had a post-game ceremony televised by ESPN. He got up, preempted the ceremony, grabbed the microphone, and apologized to the fan base. Said this game was unacceptable. He said this season, though, was not unacceptable. And there's still more work to do. But I guarantee you that loss just stuck with him and still sticks with him. His final game ever, all his former players, family, loved ones in attendance to watch him go out as a loser in his building, on his court, Coach K court. Now he gets to play that team in the NCAA tournament for all the marbles in the Final Four, where in the history of this incredible rivalry, which is arguably amongst the three greatest rivalries in all of sports. It's Yankees-Red Sox, Michigan-Ohio State, Duke-North Carolina. And for the first time in the history of this rivalry, they're facing each other in the NCAA tournament? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Regardless of what happens in the national championship game, this game would be the stamp that Coach K wants to leave this season with. This win would mean more to him than beating Villanova or Kansas in the national championship game. As crazy as that sounds, I believe that. And I don't think that Duke is going to lose this game with all that passion on the line. I love what I've seen from Duke in this tournament so far. I think Coach K has done a tremendous job with his substitutions. You have pretty much every player in the starting five playing for their draft position since they're all going to go in the first round. I'm laying the four with Duke, and I think they get the win and the revenge against North Carolina. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter. At Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get back into the Major League Baseball conversation coming up next. Joining me in studio will be Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast and the author of uh, the Futures Bets article that is currently available up on bsin.com. You can see all the bets that Jason has placed for the upcoming Major League Baseball season. We'll talk about that when we return. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joined in studio by Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast and the author of many great articles up on VSIN.com, including an article featuring all of Jason's futures bets, which I just saw the wad of tickets that he has on the futures market this must be your favorite time of the year yeah it's uh it's it's probably probably my favorite time of the baseball betting season. yeah getting the opening numbers on all the so you have bets on mvp rookie of the year and cy young award as well as i saw some interesting tickets on most home runs and most rbis i have tickets i think on every market except the NL Cy Young, I have zero bets on that. Well, That's I got a only 90, only market I don't have a bet on. I got a ninety-five to one ticket that might interest you in the National League Cy Young. Before we get to that, how important is it to shop around to different books when you went around to all these different books here in town and checked online as well? How amazed were you by the difference in numbers across multiple places? It's you have to shop around if you're going to seriously bet MLB future. Just can't go to one book. I mean, their prices like a, a, a home run total or a, a home run leader. I can get it three hundred to one at one book, that's seventy to one at the other, and it's you just have to to shop. You you can't take the seventy to one, you know. Of course. And there's so many numbers out there, and 
Circa puts up their own numbers. Will Hill puts up their numbers. Westgate is opinionated. So you can compare. You could see places that have guys double or triple the price. And, you know, if, if you want to build positions, you have the opportunity to do it right now across all these books. You know, it's, it's prime time for, for futures betting. Uh, any interest in taking a road trip to Arizona to play some of these bets? I would love to. I, uh, <laughs> Arizona's quickly becoming one of the better uh, betting jurisdictions in, in the West Coast. You know, as far as I only California. ask because I, I did see <laughs> it, uh, one of the online places has 100 to 1 on a player that I want to bet. So, I mean, and you could drive. I mean, it's, it's not that far it's to, not that to far. get over the border <laughs> and come back. Um, talk to me about Shohei Otani. Last season, obviously, you cashed in huge on the Otani market. Now, you're in on him in multiple ways this season. Yeah, I, I bet him to win the Cy Young a couple weeks ago. I got 30 and 40 to 1 there. And uh, I wasn't initially going to re-bet him to win the AL MVP. And then this last week, I started talking about it. Oh, oh. I started talking about it, and it was just like, how am I not going to bet on Shohei Otani? He's four to one. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to win the MVP. There's, there's just no doubt in my mind that a unit, the guy who won the unanimous MVP last year is going to win it again in, uh, you know, going to win it again this year with, with health. That's, that's the only thing standing in his way from a back-to-back MVP campaign. It's interesting. Um, when I looked at a lot of these uh, bets, I looked at guys that I'm buying extremely low on. Like, for these long shots. I mean, yeah, there's a guy like Otani. I love Otani at 4-1. to one. I love some of the favorites as well in a lot of these markets. But in terms of the long shot bets, I'm looking for buy low guys that could either play back to form or get to a form that is expected of them. Cody Bellinger is one of them. Cody Bellinger, I've seen 65-1. to one. I've seen even longer than that to win the National League MVP. Look, I don't know what's happened with this guy. You know more about the Dodgers than I do. I mean... Uh, he's only a couple of years removed from being the best hitter in all of baseball. Exactly. And that's, that's sort of the reason I was drawn to him as one of my MVP bets is anybody who was an MVP as recently as three, four years ago still has a chance to win another MVP. Uh, His, his strikeouts right now, his hitting problems concern me, but what don't you like about Cody Bellinger? What, you know, he, he didn't just forget how to play baseball or anything. (laughs) He's just having, you know, having a bad spring training. There are a lot of guys having bad spring trainings all across baseball. It doesn't mean anything until the season starts. All right. Well, let me give you one of my Cy Young Award bets, and uh, it's on the same team as a guy that you have bet. And it's Noah Syndergaard. I bet that as well. 100 to 1 to win the American League Cy Young. Now, here's a guy. I sound like Chris Collinsworth. Here's a guy. uh, He has elite stuff when he's healthy. Yeah. Joe Madden has already said that there's no innings restrictions on him. And what I love about it, personally, he signed a one-year contract, Jason. He is playing. He is pitching for his future. He is pitching for his life. And we know that cash motivates everyone. I uh, I have to congratulate you because I got 66 to 1 on, on Syndergaard. So you got a much better number, but... You know, I, I think he is a legitimate Cy Young candidate, mostly for the reasons you just said. He's healthy. He's on a on a good team. You know, he's he's going to be the number two guy in that rotation, essentially mm-hmm. behind Otani. A little less pressure. He's a high strikeout guy. 
And the the important thing I think to 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 recognize with the Cy Young this year is that the precedent's been set by Corbin Burns that you don't have to pitch 200 innings anymore to win the Cy Young. Mm. You won with 168 innings last year. So a guy doesn't need to be a max inning pitcher anymore. And they're very they're, there's not that many 200 plus inning pitchers left in baseball at this point anyway. But uh, I call him Thor, but Thor is a very, very live candidate, especially at a, at a triple-digit number like that. That is a very good bet. Let me give you the long-shot National League Cy Young Award winner, 95-1, to 1, Ranger Suarez. I saw that. Did you bet that at Will Hill? I no. saw I saw, um, I saw the, the Will Hill Cy Young list. Mm-hmm. He was all the way at the bottom. Like, someone yeah. requested him. I was like, wow, Ranger Suarez. Who, who requested this so, guy? So, let me tell you about Ranger Suarez. Yeah, tell me. He gets moved into the rotation last season, makes 12 starts. In those 12 starts, his numbers are actually better than what Trevor Bauer's 12-start numbers were in the COVID-shortened year when he won the Cy Young Award. I had him that year when he won, too. Bauer? That was a good one, yeah. Yeah. So Suarez had better numbers. He is, his uh, his fielding independent is incredible, and we know because the Phillies have a bad defense, so everyone's like, well, Phillies bad defense, whatever. Also, 56% ground ball rate. In a ballpark that is a home run ballpark, it's important that you keep the ball on the ground. I love this Phillies team. The additions of Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos, I have them over 85 and a half wins. I got them plus 475 to win the National League East. I know everyone's talking about the New York Mets, but that's the reason why you're going to get a great number on the Philadelphia Phillies. Plus, I just love Joe Girardi as a diehard, lifelong Yankee fan. I think Suarez, all, all you're asking for, Jason, is a path, right? A path, exactly. And, with Wheeler and Nola at the top of the rotation, and now Ranger Suarez, there is a path for this dude to have an elite season. You know, a lot of times people tell me their futures bets, and I'm like, yeah, it's good, good for you, whatever. But you have probably talked me into finding a Will Hill kiosk and betting some Ranger Suarez tonight. So, <laughs> so thank you, thank you for that. I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna walk out of here with a NL uh, NL Cy Young ticket, the one market I don't have anything in. Well, now that's you a will. Very, that's a very good bet, and I I very much respect that. That analysis, those twelve starts, I, I wouldn't have thought to think think about it like that. But now that you mention it, I re, I do recall that he was extraordinary when he entered the rotation last year. So very nice find there. That's a that's a very good bat. I'm gonna stick with the Phillies at a hundred to one for National League Rookie of the Year, Mickey Moniak. Now everyone's talking about Bryson Stott on the Phillies, rightfully so. He's their number one prospect, and he could be their opening day third baseman. The reason why I'm liking Moniak, it's not just because he hit three homers in a four-game span here last week in spring training. Joe Girardi, after that four-game span, said this dude's playing his way into the opening day roster. Odubel Herrera's out for six to eight weeks. There is a hole at center field, and everyone wants to talk about Matt Verling being their starting center fielder, but if Moniak gets time and plays well in this six to eight-week span... Maybe they don't send this kid back down and he winds up staying with the Phillies all season long. You, you definitely on to something. I think I think Veerling might get the first opportunity in center field. Uh, he's he's an interesting guy. He actually and Moniak's the former first first round. Yeah, and he, he's not a nobody yeah. either. So you're definitely on to something. And I'm I'm I like I said, I normally am not convinced, but but <laughs> I'm you, very persuasive. You were very yes, and, and I'm 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 very high on the Phillies this year myself. I bet about four to one or plus four twenty five on the division. Here at circa four seventy five. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to bet some more of that one here. <laughs> but uh then, then I bet I bet uh Nick Castellanos most home runs, I think, at eighty to one as well. Just I thought that was 
Way I, too, too high of a price. I love Nick Castellanos. I thought about him for, for National League MVP. He's one of my favorite players. I bet him the last couple of years. I'm not betting him this year. I haven't so far. So he might win. Um, but he is he is a top-tier MVP level uh, level talent. So. And there's a ball driven to left by Castellanos, and it's gone. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very high on, on the Phillies this year. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Phillies fan. I, I think the roster, their, their starting lineup is just talented. It's it's elite right now. I mean, it's with with the Schwarber edition and the Castellanos edition to already go with a lineup that has Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins and Didi and Alec Bohm and Segura. And I can just run through it all day because uh, of how much homework I've done on the Philadelphia Phillies here in this spring training. Uh, let's do another segment here. I got to tell you about my AL MVP uh, bet, which I think you're going to like, but you actually might like someone better on the same team which I'm very curious to get your thoughts. He's Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcasts. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all digital MLB guide at vsin.com is available now. And Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's MLB futures, bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to VSIN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at vcin.com slash spring. The man Jason Weingarten is here with me in studio. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're continuing the futures conversation, and uh, all that's left for me, I gave you the MVPs in the, in the National League, Cy Young's in both leagues, and my NL Rookie of the Year. My AL MVP at 65 to 1, Eloy Jimenez of the White Sox. This is a guy that obviously had an injury plagued season last year, but when he came back, showed that he still has the same pop. And this is my favorite part. If you take his career numbers, Jason, and prorate it to a 162 game season, it's 38 homers and over 100 RBIs. If this guy's healthy, and that's a big if. He's blasting 40 home runs and driving in over 100 RBIs in that lineup. That lineup. Boom. You know, the uh, the guy who got most of my attention on the White Sox this Luis year. Robert. Luis Robert. Luis Robert. Yeah, that's what everyone says. The same thing. I know. I love I know. him. I, 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 I think he's, I, I compared him to Ken Griffey, his rookie season. Wow. And he, uh, he almost, you know, he had a really bad last month in that 2020 season. Else he might have won the rookie of the year. And. He wasn't he wasn't totally healthy last year. I think people kind of forget that he's 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 an elite player for for such a young center fielder. But I can't argue with Eloy. He's uh, he's a power hitter and he's healthy. You, you're right. He can hit 35 home runs. He can hit 40 home runs. Um, I bet I bet Luis Robert to hit the most home runs. I think it's 66 to one. I don't hate that. I don't hate yeah. it. But uh, I, I I I don't know if you saw it go across the the crawl there. I saw it. Uh, some people sent me the news earlier. Uh, Jacob Degrom might not be making yes. the start tomorrow, mm-hmm. which actually he's not, he's not making the if start. If he's tomorrow. hurt, yeah. if if he's hurt and he's already having injuries, injury issues before the season starts, that opens up the entire market, and your Ranger Suarez bet gets even better. Yeah. 
So that's that's breaking news tonight. Listen, but. the Mets can't have nice things. No, we know Mets this. can't have nice, <laughs> nice things. And Here they are with the best rotation in all of baseball with Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, uh, Carrasco, Walker, right? And, and DeGrom's got shoulder stiffness and is not going to make this spring training start. His opening day start is in jeopardy right now. It could be nothing, but then again, with the New York Mets, a paper cut turns into a torn ACL. Every so. <laughs> everything is concerning when it comes to pitchers and arm health. And uh, if he's having problems before the season, that is absolutely a bad sign, especially with the injuries he had last year. So. Why I love the Phillies even more in that yeah, division. So I, I'm totally in agreement with you on all that stuff. I might have to go find a Will, Will Hill kiosk <laughs> somewhere after this. All right, give me some other of your uh, futures portfolio. So I'm I'm all over the place. I got I got a bunch of stuff here with me. Um, I, I mentioned Nick Castellanos, most home runs, sure. eighty to one. I have a lot of guys in the home run market. I have Torkelson at three hundred to one. There, speaking of Tor, there's a lot of people that are very high on the Tigers this year. So you know, over their win total, uh, just a team that's going to be better. They, look, they have a great manager, a cheating manager, but a great manager in AJ Hinch and a team that in a division that is not exactly uh, going to blow you away besides the White Sox, they might be able to finish second in that division. Absolutely. I mean, they could they could make the playoffs this year. They have Riley Green and uh, Spencer Torkelson, both legitimate rookie of the year candidates. They have Casey Mize, Matt Manning, uh, Tariq Skirball, a lot of guys who can take the next step and really push this team to a, to a higher, higher achievement level. So, um, I, I just thought Torkelson at 300 to one really stood out for me because it was only uh, back in 2019 that Pete Alonso led the uh, led MLB in home runs as a yep. rookie. So getting 300 to one here on another power hitter, we know that a rookie can can lead MLB in home runs. It's not, you know, it's it's absolutely not out of the question. So I thought 300 to one was just just a crazy number on that. And I I, I mostly focus on guys who are hitting two through four in in the lineup. And so I ended up I had Corey Seager. Uh, Sazaya Suzuki on the Cubs, a guy I bet. I bet him at 250 sure. to one. We don't have a lot of stat cast data on him. He he could be a power hitter. I, I like that one. Um, I mentioned Castellanos, Luis Robert, uh, Jordan Alvarez. That's a guy I bet most RBIs and most home runs. I, he's yep. one of my favorite players. And then uh, you saw I had Freddie Freeman most RBIs. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite bets. If you could still find that out there around 30 to one, even 25 to one. That price was not uh, that. That price factors in Freddie Freeman on the Braves. That is absolutely not the the right price for Freddie Freeman batting in the middle of the Dodgers lineup. What um, a, a lot of books haven't adjusted it though. What about for a guy most home runs? Uh, possibility of you know being uh, being a big home run guy at one point did lead the league in home runs, albeit it was a COVID shortened season. Luke Voigt in San Diego. Man, I don't usually go on a show with somebody who's like, what do you think of these bets? I love all those bets. I, I bet Luke Voigt. I bet him at 150 to 1. Okay. He's great. a power hitter. Yeah. He's batting cleanup in San Diego. Uh, you're right. He led in the COVID short in 2020 season. He was the MLB leader in home runs. And I just feel like the Yankees kind of treat him like a what have you done for me lately kind of guy and moved on from him. He did, wasn't getting a real opportunity. And, you know, like I said, I focus on power hitters. He's a power hitter. That's all he does is hit for power. Not not a cheap home run guy. And especially on the West Coast early in the season, those real power home runs, you know, you need you need that extra power to get over the marine layer in those night games. So And he's, he's protected in the lineup. You get Machado. He's, and he's yeah. absolutely a guy 
who could win the uh, the home run title. And again, the the Padres. I was so down on the Padres last year, and this year I ended up with so many Padres player futures. I, I just it's weird how that works. I just had Cody Decker on the show, and he said that he told me to quote him on this: the hiring of Bob Melvin adds ten wins to the Padres. Yeah, and doesn't I? Does it turn with 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 Fernando Tatis out? Makes me wonder: Is Manny Machado a legitimate MVP candidate? He's only twenty eight. This is his tenth MLB season. He's only twenty eight. I think people forget that about him. He's right in the prime of those MVP years. He is a pure power hitter too. Uh, fine baseball player. There was a point where it was Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Manny Machado. Which one of those guys is is your best you know player in baseball? So he's not far out of the out of the top when we're looking at MVP guys. And then C.J. Abrams, he's going to make the roster, probably play the opening day shortstop. He's a legitimate rookie of the year candidate. His numbers come down all the way from 50 to 1. He's like 8 to 1, 10 to 1. Hmm. There's there's a lot of good Padres numbers out there on on guys in these different markets. Speaking of another former Yankee, you saw Clint <laughs> Frazier went deep uh, for the Cubs. I mean, I, it warms my heart to see Clint Frazier do well because he was a guy that you just always wondered as a Yankee fan, like, if he gets to play every day, he's going to be good. And he never got the opportunity. And he had the concussion issues and was hurt for a while. So hopefully he finds success in Chicago. The Cubs, a lot of people are down on them. But they could be sneaky, especially in a division where it's only the Brewers. We know that the Cardinals uh, are just getting a farewell tour to Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. And maybe the Cubs are the second team in that division. Adam Burke, excuse me, Adam Burke actually said he liked them at 10-1 to 1 to win the division. So, wow. You know, that must be very high on Marcus Stroman. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, to see if the other staff, uh, the staff members bounce back. Um, talk to me about the Mariners. I know you got a lot of futures invested in the Mariners. You know, the Mariners for me are one of my, my favorite schizophrenic teams. <laughs> like, I hate them. I love them. I don't know. Am I happy that I bet on them? You know, they're the Mariners. Kind of like you said, the Mets can't have nice things. The Mariners, I always feel like they're not allowed to have nice things either. But I love Julio Rodriguez. I've, I've been talking about him this whole offseason. I've written about him. I actually sold one of his baseball cards. I kind of regret it. I I, <laughs> I, I got twenty eight hundred dollars for it, and I know I. I mean, we'll I'm, just reinvest that into his rookie. I did. Year. Yeah. I did. I reinvested. <laughs> I reinvested two thousand dollars at sixteen to one for his rookie in the year. So, I love the Mariners. You saw he had an inside the park home run tonight. It would absolutely be a crime. It would be a travesty. I don't have enough adjectives to explain how bad it would be for baseball if he is not on the Mariners' opening day roster. He has to be their starting center fielder. He's 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 a Wander Franco, Fernando, Fernando Tatis. Mm. You know, he's the kind of guy that makes kids interested in baseball. I, 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 I love his passion. I love his enthusiasm. I love his swing above all else. He's a, he's a pure, you know, he's a pure power hitter. And he's still so young, but the Mariners, you know, what what's not to like? They added Jesse Winker. They added Robbie Ray. Yeah, that that's a, a that's an MVP candidate. Winker's last year's Cy Young. Yeah. And again, Julio Rodriguez. What's not to like about this team? It's a 91 team. You know, 91 team last year. Probably going to be better next year. Maybe this is this when year. the playoff drought ends. Jason, I could do this all night, man. Appreciate the conversation. Enjoy the rest of your time here in town. Go places to some more of these futures bets. Okay, you got to increase. That portfolio a bit. I don't think it's uh, it, it's uh, big enough. I actually more. have a, a AL Cy Young I want to bet here, and then I'm going to go find a, a, a Will Hill kiosk. There you go. You got to drive around and find those bets. He is Jason Weingarten.
Check out the wide world of Wine Garden, available on vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And be sure to head to vcin.com to read all of Jason's Major League Baseball previews, his future bets, and everything you need to know to uh, cash in some tickets here for these baseball this baseball season. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. My thanks to Jason Weingarten. A great conversation when it comes to the Major League Baseball futures market. And yeah, let's get down some of these bets on these long shots. And look, they're called long shots for a reason. I'm not saying that these are going to actually hit. I hope they will. Uh, but this is what you do. You look for the best number and you play something that has a chance. There was a time when... I bought my DeMar DeRozan MVP ticket at 55 to 1, only to see his odds go all the way down to 12 to 1, 11 to 1, 10 to 1, and now he's not even in the conversation. So sometimes these investments don't pay out, but all you're looking for is a path with these futures bets. And with a lot of these baseball ones that I placed or will place, I see a at bed three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed three, six, five 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. To cashing, and that's all that matters. I didn't ask Jason if there was, um, if he ever sold off of his futures. Uh, you know, like there are some websites where, like you know, like PropSwap or other ones where you could kind of sell your tickets or even just sell your tickets to friends and just say, hey, who wants a piece of this? Who wants a share of this? Uh, or there's ways that you can bet on, you know, other guys and and kind of cash out of the market. So I didn't ask him if he ever does that when it comes to these futures. But I mean, dude, show me the tickets and. There's a lot of money invested uh, in the futures market. Uh, Speaking of the futures market, right now in the NBA, you're looking at the Eastern Conference winner as the Brooklyn Nets at plus 250. But the Milwaukee Bucks are at 3-1 to right now as the second favorite. And the way that they have played in their last two games, beating the 76ers, and the Brooklyn Nets in back-to-back games, it's hard to argue that anybody is playing better than the Milwaukee Bucks. 
I'm not buying in on the 76ers at all. You guys know I'm very anti-James Harden. I talked about this as soon as he was uh, traded to Philadelphia. I said, one, it's addition by subtraction for the Brooklyn Nets. And two, this is going to sink the 76ers. And I'm telling you, this guy is not a championship player. Never has been. Never will be. And this relationship with Embiid, it's just not going to work out. I will fade the 76ers when it comes to playoff time. Let's continue the uh, NBA conversation. Let's welcome in John Heislop from Odds Checker uh, here to the look ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. John, when it comes to uh, the Eastern Conference in the NBA, yes, a lot of people talking about the Nets, talking about the Bucks, the Celtics, who you could argue no one's been better than them since the calendar flipped to 2022. Uh, who ultimately, in your opinion, comes out on top in the East? Um, I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> I'm kind of sold on them. I mean, you got to think that the Nets are going to be around in the maybe the Sixers, but I'll tell you right now, the Bucks they look like they're going to be tough to beat. Are you are you worried if they have to face the Nets in a first round series? No, that is a problem. That's a problem for anybody that has to that you know, was going to face the Nets in the first round. But at the end of the day, they're the ones that are equipped to do it. I mean, I would think the 76ers would be more worried or even the Celtics, you know, one of those teams. But I think the Bucks would probably have the Nets scared. What do you make about the Celtics with the loss of Robert Williams and how much that affects them defensively? That's a giant problem because that's, the, that's why they were so good defensively. I mean, they're the number one team in defensive efficiency this season. And without him, they're not. And obviously, that's going to be an issue, especially against teams that can score inside. Moving over to the Western Conference, the Clippers get back Paul George. How dangerous can they be in the playoffs? I don't know. That's a big, I don't know. That's probably the biggest question mark there is. It depends on which Paul George shows up. You know, playoff P from the bubble or playoff P from last year. It wasn't that bad. What uh, when you make of this schedule here on Friday, uh, the Clippers are playing the Bucks. Uh, can I tempt you into taking the points with the Clippers? That's the first place I'd look. I mean, with uh, the Thursday night game that the Bucks are going to have, you know, it's letdown city. And then at the same time, the Clippers getting Paul George back might, you know, give them a little spark. The books are going to be wise to that, but, you know, how wise can they be, really? Is there anybody in the West that can beat the Suns? No. <laughs> Not in a seven-game series. I don't, I don't think so. I don't see it. I would agree with you there. Uh, so what have you been playing as far as the NBA is concerned? Is the prop market something that you're high on? Game lines, totals, what have you been noticing lately? The prop market now is probably the best it can be all season. It reminds me of uh, when COVID was running rampant and you had guys just getting sat, you know, out of nowhere at two in the afternoon, you know, they're in the protocols. Lately, that's been happening with teams like uh, the Trailblazers, the Pacers, uh, the Rockets now, the Thunder. They're all sitting guys and then pushing out guys that really haven't played much all season. So the books have no idea how to how to uh, make a line for these people. And 
that's that's where you want to attack. So when you when it comes to these guys that are usually bench players that are now getting starter minutes, you're looking to attack what their their points over, rebounds, assists, all of that. I'm a, I'm an over guy. I, I I love an over. If 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 I like the under, then I'll just move on to another over that I can find. You know what I mean? So over points is where it's at for me at least. Um, Davion Mitchell is a is a good example of a guy I'm talking about. He's here for the Kings. His point total was like 16 and a half a week ago. That's what that's what we were paying for him. Just the other night, last night, he was 21 and a half, and he covered. The thing is, he's playing 40 minutes, so they don't. And in a, in a completely different role than he's been playing all season, you know, because they've had De'Aaron Fox, they've had Sabonis. Uh, Buddy Heald, Halliburton, those guys are gone now, but he hasn't been in the, the alpha role. Now he is. He's playing 40 minutes. They can't make a price on him. So is this a good time, you're saying, at the end of the season uh, where you're getting guys that are getting run that ha haven't gotten the run all season long, this is the time to pounce? Yes, exactly. Because think about it. Put yourself in the, uh, the book shoes. How do, you, how do you even make a line for a guy? Like, go through the Pacers lineup and look at these people. Go through the Thunders lineup. Theo Maladen. How do you make a line for him? I mean, he's going to take 20 shots tonight, but he, he hasn't played all season. Does that make sense? So it's the Wild West. Yep, absolutely. So you tend to mm -hmm. go for the ancillary pieces rather than the star players. Exactly. Well, on a... On a in this situation, we don't know who the star player is. So basically, you're trying to pick who the star player is going to be. But yeah, on a normal, normal night, on a you know normal team that's playing the same rotation they're playing all season, yeah, look for the ancillary parts. You're, you'll you'd be surprised at what you can find. What about when bad teams play bad teams? <laughs> we see the Pistons yes. and Thunder doing matchup. Uh, uh, our we have the Pistons and Thunder playing each other tomorrow night. We have the Kings and the Rockets playing each other tomorrow night. So uh, you got bad teams against bad teams. Uh, how big of an opportunity is that? I'm, I'm all over that. That because that's gonna there's gonna be a game because a lot of times too blowouts ruin player props. But the thing is, these bad teams they're always in blowouts. So you're not really sure what you know what four quarters looks like. Well, here we are against another bad team. And now we have both teams playing four quarters, which, which is huge for us. Another thing, too, is a guy like um, Isaiah Stewart for the Pistons. He's been shooting more threes lately. It's the end of the season. Coach wants him to shoot more threes. Here we go. He's taken 10 since the All-Star break. Six of them come in the last two games. But the books are slow to catch up on that kind of stuff. So his total tonight is uh, half of a three for, you know, plus 115 is the over. He's probably going to take three or four tonight. Yeah. That's an opportunity that just kind of manifests itself from the end of the season and being on a bad team. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. John, I appreciate the time and the conversation. Good luck with the props the rest of the way and, and get ready for the playoffs. He is John Heislop. Check him out. Odds checker. Good stuff on the NBA prop market. Let's take a look at that schedule for Friday. You got the Raptors at the Magic, Toronto laying 10, Mavericks at the Wizards, Dallas laying 8.5, Celtics hosting the Pacers, Boston 14.5 point favorites, Kings are at the Rockets, Sacramento minus a point and a half, the Suns are at the Grizzlies, Phoenix laying 7.5, Clippers at the Bucks, Milwaukee an 8.5 point favorite, Pistons at the Thunder, Detroit is laying 4, Blazers at the Spurs, San Antonio a 15 point favorite. 
T-Wolves at the Nuggets, Denver laying four, and the Pelicans at the Lakers. The Lakers, a point-and-a-half favorite. Don't like that at all. Just ugly. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-M-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll get into all the action on the ice. Recap what went down on Thursday. Preview the games coming up here on Friday in hockey. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on BC. The kid. The kid. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.